Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Chicago's Legal Latte, a series of podcasts brought to you by Lavelle Law Limited. Throughout this series, the attorneys from Lavelle Law will share their answers to questions about a variety of topics for individuals and small businesses. To participate in today's discussion, you can email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. It's, it's fun for me to do these podcasts each week for, for a number of reasons. First, I always learn something. Uh, next, it provides me with the opportunity to have, have conversations with some great informative guests who always are willingly uh, sharing their knowledge and experience. And finally, um, in the process, we get to help some people uh, with the information that we share. So this week, as I look at that list, I can definitely say check, check, check to all of those. Um, and I think that makes for a very good conversation. Hi, everybody. This is Jim Mitchell. And um, today on the podcast, we're going to focus on a very simple concept, uh, debt. And uh, we're going to talk about um, perhaps some resolution for those who may be uh, in over their heads a little bit. My guest is Attorney Jim Voigt. Jim has has been here many times in the past, and uh, we often discuss topics for businesses. Today we're going to look at uh, perhaps one that uh, deals with consumers a bit more, but we'll find out as we get into it. We'll offer some assistance along the way to those who uh, are dealing with creditors. Um, and what we're going to talk about, as Jim shares information, is the potential advantages of making a lump sum offer to erase what is owed to those creditors. So a lot to cover. Jim, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks for having me back on. So tell me a little bit about the scenario we're going to discuss today. Who who might we be targeting with the conversation, and what are the general circumstances they might be facing to want to hear about this topic? Generally speaking, the, the either the person or, or technically company too, but more often the person that we're talking about has a really severe debt situation and they just can't keep up anymore. Um, or, or realistically, they're you know robbing Peter to pay Paul, that sort of a thing. Uh, so this is somebody who's under a great amount of uh, stress as a result of debt payments that they're making every month and may not even be able to keep up with them. And so at what point does an offer of a lump sum payment become viable for people like that? Technically, you can make a lump sum payment or or, or an offer to make a lump sum payment. And what we mean by that is you owe $12,000 on a credit card. You call them up and say you want to settle the entire amount for $3,000. So instead of saying I'll pay you X amount a month, you're saying I'm going to make a one-time payment of this large amount of money. It's less than what I owe you, but I'm going to make this one-time payment, and that wipes out my entire debt. Technically speaking, you could make that offer any time that you want. It's just normally we would only make these offers after you're already in default, you're missing your monthly payments, or you're even in collections. Uh, and the reason is because it's just not that likely. I mean, why would a creditor take a lump sum payment if you've been paying every month? Okay. And it sounds simple enough. Obviously, you know, it's up to the creditor to to receive that. Um, sounds like fair game. Why wouldn't an individual want to perhaps take that path? The biggest reason is because it damages your credit. So the the concept here being if you've got good credit, you have a lot of debt and it's stressing you out, but you're making your payments and you still have good credit, a lump sum payment is going to damage your credit. It'll show up in your credit report as a compromised debt. Uh, now, if you're in a situation where you're behind on all of your debt, you're missing all of your payments, to be blunt and, and slightly ungraceful about it, your your credit is probably terrible anyway. So the fact that you've made this lump sum payment, it's not going to make as big a difference because you're putting a negative mark on a credit report that probably already has several negative marks on it anyway. So the solution has more upside than downside for you. It does if you're in that situation where your credit is already damaged. Obviously, it gets you into a situation where you've got all of these monthly payments that you're making. 
you can remove one of those monthly payments from the list of things you have to keep up with, you know, keep up with every month by just making a lump sum payment and having the entire debt wiped out. It's just a good tool to reduce your overall indebtedness. Um, is this something, it, it, uh, I don't want to say the wrong thing here, but is this sort of a, a last resort policy? I would say probably bankruptcy is a last resort, but there's two scenarios where people would enter into a strategy of trying to make a lump sum payment as opposed to filing for bankruptcy. Uh, one, I deal with a lot of clients, they just don't want to file bankruptcy. You know, they're like, listen, mm-hmm. I, I borrowed this money. I know I need to pay it back, um, but I, you know, I, I just really don't want to file for bankruptcy. And we say, okay, well, here's what we need to do. The other is under the new bankruptcy rules, you'll have people that have a severe debt situation. Uh, they just don't qualify for bankruptcy, even though they very much feel bankrupt. They just, you know, as, as the numbers go, don't qualify. So that's where you would be in a situation where if you have the ability to save up some money to offer as a lump sum dis, uh, a lump sum uh, settlement, uh, you would do that. Now, does this approach potentially reduce the likelihood of of the group or company, whoever it is that you owe money to, actually suing you? Because I think that's one of their options to come after the money, isn't it? Yeah, one of the things that you need to understand that's dangerous about this is that um, at any time that you are in default, even if you just miss a payment by a month or less than that technically, uh, the creditor that you owe money to could sue you. So what you'll hear a lot of people say is, hey, you know what you should do? You should go into default. Even though you can afford to make your monthly payments, you should just stop making monthly payments for six months, and then they'll be more likely to take a lump sum settlement. The challenge with that, the problem with that is, during that six months, the creditor has every right to file a lawsuit against you anytime they want. So we never recommend that somebody would intentionally go into default where they actually have the ability to make the monthly payments. But if you're in a situation where you're you know, either you know, cutting your grocery bill to you know, lower than what really feeds your family or you're not paying your utilities or something like that, if you just can't make the basic necessities work because you have all these debt payments and the reality is you really can't afford them, then at that point, your credit is damaged. It's going to become more damaged if you do a lump sum settlement, but it might be your best alternative. Uh, Jim Boyd, an attorney at Lavelle Law, is my guest today, and always uh, a pleasure when he joins us on the podcast. We're talking about consumers in particular who, who may be in over their heads with debt and the potential for using a lump sum to resolve their situation, a lump sum payment, or at least making an offer. Uh, Jim's a prolific contributor to the collection of legal articles that can be found at LavelleLaw.com. That website contains uh, plenty of information for anyone looking for information on any number of different legal topics. Um, Our our podcast today attempts to provide plenty of information as well, and this and and all other past podcasts are archived at LavelleLaw.com on Blog Talk Radio and iTunes. You can always go back and revisit to get a second listen or to catch up. Um, Jim, as we talk about this lump sum offer, what's the process? I mean, does the individual just call up the customer support number on their bill and and start the conversation, or is there another way? Well, first you need to – yeah, basically, yes. First what you need to do is you need to have some kind of money put aside. Um, So uh, we always recommend that you get on a written budget uh, every single month and that you you set aside some sort of um, amount that you have to offer as a lump sum settlement. So let's say that you've – uh, gotten on a written budget, you've been working at this for a couple of months, and you have $600 that you want to offer as a lump sum settlement. You do exactly what you just said. You start calling the customer service representatives or the collection agency that you're getting letters from and say, I'm calling up. I have $600 uh, to offer you as a lump sum settlement for the entire amount owed. Um, you don't get emotional. 
<laughs> they're mm-hmm. they're very very well trained to get under your skin, and actually most collection services will maintain notes on what has effectively gotten an emotional reaction out of you before. Believe it or not, so they're good at that. But you maintain your calm and you offer them the settlement. They're either going to say yes or no. We don't recommend that you do a lot of arguing with them. If they say no, say okay, I'm going to call the next creditor with that same offer. Are you sure you don't want to accept it? And they'll either say yes or no. And if they say no, you just hang up. You know, no need to get mad at them. Then you do. You pick up the phone and call the next creditor. You start with your highest balance. If you have five credit cards and the highest balance is $6,000, you would certainly love to settle that $6,000 balance first for whatever you're offering, and you make those calls. Now, one of two things will happen. Either A, somebody will accept the offer, in which case that's good news. You've just eliminated one of these debts. Or B, nobody will accept the offer, so you continue to add to it, and next month you make another round of phone calls with the now larger amount that you have to offer and try again. It's that simple. You just keep going through it. It's like a revolving door. You keep going through it over and over until somebody accepts an offer. Okay, and that at least begins to to eliminate one. So uh, good news there. You, you pick up the phone. You have a conversation. Someone says yes. Uh, sigh of relief. What do, what do you need to be careful of, though? It sounds you know maybe too good to be true in some cases. What shouldn't you do when they say yes? So there are several pitfalls that you need to be very, very careful about. The first thing, especially if you're dealing with a collection agency, that they're going to tell you is that they have to be provided with electronic access to your checking account, and they will withdraw the funds from the checking account. And that's absolutely not true. Under no circumstances would you offer anybody electronic access to the checking account. Uh, if they if they tell what you'll say is I'll send you a check and then you can release it, and they'll say well we can't provide you with a payoff letter until we have the money and that's also not true. So rule number one is never provide electronic access to your checking account. Even if they say they can't accept a check, they can. So rule number two is always get a payoff letter and emails are okay. Always get a payoff letter confirming that the amount that you're sending them is being paid in full settlement of the debt before you send the money. And this is another situation where they'll tell you they cannot send you a payoff letter until they receive the money, and that is also not true. You won't send them anything until you get a letter saying, if we receive X amount, we will write off this entire debt. Um, that's, those are the main pitfalls that you want to be careful about. Okay, so once that is accomplished and you get the letter, then uh, you know forward, forward the check, forward the payment, and at least, as I said earlier, that you know that one uh, commitment is is resolved. And if that's you know all you had, then then it's what a matter of just going back and getting current again and and trying to restore your credit, which can take some time. So you've got to be fairly judicious about that going forward. Exactly right. And I think the number one key to that is going to be having that written monthly budget. I work with a lot of clients that have a really severe debt situation, and I don't do bankruptcy. We have other attorneys here in our office that do. So when someone's working with me, it's because they're trying to fight their way through the situation without filing bankruptcy. Um, And inevitably, what happens is when we work through and do a written monthly budget, about eight times out of ten, they realize, like, wow, I have more money than I think I do because money's sort of leaking out of their budget. So when we get that under control, it gives us a better ability to, one, stay on top of those monthly payments, and then, two, if we're not able to stay on top of the monthly payments, to start to amass that, you know, quote-unquote settlement fund that we keep adding to until it's big enough to make somebody attractive to uh, to accept it. You know, this this sounds very much like uh, one of the other strategies your colleagues have, have taught us about in the past with regard to tax liabilities, the, the offer and compromise. 
Um, and we've always advised that in dealing with the IRS, it's it's great to have an attorney doing that for you. Um, here we talked about the individual just making the phone calls to the customer service people at the various uh, creditors. Anything that you know uh, you can add to the process or you would do as an advisor to say, look, before you start, here's what we should do and, and how you would work with someone in this regard? Sure. If you're in a situation where you uh, and I'm gonna, I know it seems like I've said this a few times already, but I want to say it again and put a little spin on it. If you're in a situation where you actually have the ability to make the monthly payments, you should do everything you can to at least make the minimum monthly payments. And here's why: even if you're making below, let's say you have a credit card where the monthly minimum payment is $180 and you can only pay $130, even if you're paying less than the minimum payment that they require, it is dramatically less likely that they will file a lawsuit against you. The point at which you cut them off and stop communicating and stop sending in payments is going to accelerate the pace at which you get sued. So our recommendation is pay what you can until you are literally unable to make any payment whatsoever. If you are unable to make any payment and you also haven't amassed a settlement fund, stay on the phone with your creditors. You call them. Now, that sounds counterintuitive. We want to sort of avoid them calling us, and we're tired of hearing from them. You know, we're tired of hearing from them, but uh, you actually want to call them. Just being in contact, letting them know what your situation is, can also be an excellent tool to delay how long it takes for them to file a lawsuit. Again, legally, as soon as you're in default, the minute you're in default, they have the right to sue you. It's a matter of managing the relationship to do everything you can to extend the period of time before they do. Well, um, you know, again, a, a great look at uh, kind of a new topic here, something we hadn't uh, covered before. And so I want to thank uh, Jim Voigt for, for being with us. Uh, always a pleasure to have him here. Uh, Jim's an attorney at uh, Lavelle Law, and you can learn more about his practice uh, simply by calling 847-705-7555 or lavellelaw.com. Uh, you get plenty of information there. And a phone call over there will uh, certainly get you in touch with Jim and give you the chance to set up a free consultation with him and talk about your issues. So many thanks to Jim for being here today. And as always, I uh, certainly want to thank uh, all of our listeners for joining us. Uh, look forward to more great discussions like this on a variety of legal topics in the weeks ahead. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Chicago's Legal Latte. If you have any questions or topics for a future episode, please call Lavelle Law Limited at 847 705 7555 or email us at podcast at lavellelaw.com. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.